This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Every other Tuesday, we're joined by nutritionist Julia Carantis. Hi, I'm Julia Carantis. Join me on Kelly and Ramya as we dive into the wonderful world of nutrition and wellness with tips to stay healthy and live a vibrant lifestyle. Wait for it, Julia. Here comes the segue. <clears throat> With Ramya so into soccer mm-hmm. and those winter practices coming up, what better way to get your insides all warm and ready but hot cereal, which today we're talking about with Julia? Yes, and I'm so happy the weather changed because last week when I was writing it, we were in that heat wave. And I thought, well, okay, you know, it's October. It's not totally unrealistic to be talking about having a hot breakfast. However, it is currently 31 degrees. So I'm very happy that today (laughs) is, you know, more like 15 degrees. And this topic is a little bit more appropriate. So I wanted to talk about hot cereals because we are having colder weather. Hot breakfasts are nice to have. Typically, they seem a bit fancy, something that you would go out for as opposed to making it in your home every day. And if you are making it in your home every day, it's, you know, not every day. It's maybe a couple of times a week. So today we're going to dive into the wonderful world of hot cereals, a great alternative to cold cereals and other more complicated hot breakfasts. Well, my family, we were the whole, hey, it's it's cooler weather. It's winter. It's time for the hot cereals. My family believed totally in that. And of course, right now I've got the uh, coral uh, pullover on green shirt, kind of fall colorish. So away we go. Uh, why is it starting off a great alternative to cold cereal? Well, cold cereals often have added sugar in them, as well mm-hmm. as a bunch yeah. of other ingredients, even all brand has sugar listed as an ingredient. So it can be very hard to find a cold cereal that offers a good amount of fiber and is low in sugar. And then I know with cold cereal, you can add milk, which would add protein, which is great and a really important component of breakfast, but you could also add that to a hot cereal. So you're less additives, less ingredients, less sugar, and a lot of fiber and still a great opportunity to add protein and other things to it. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that, um, you know, you can take all the healthy parts of the cold cereals that we love and potentially bring it into hot cereals, which is good news to get started, especially if you're like, I don't eat oatmeal or any of these other things. But are we talking about oatmeal or is there other things that we can uh, consider hot cereal aside from instant slash other oatmeals? Yeah, so oatmeal is on the list for sure. So many things that you can do with oats, you know, especially if you buy two-minute oats, you can cook them really fast in a little pot or even microwave them Mm -hmm. if you don't want to be standing by, you know, your stove or a cooktop. But there are lots of other options as well. So yes, there's cream of wheat, which I heard you mentioning before. Um, There's also cream of rice, which is delicious. You can also use grains called farro, millet, and quinoa too. Um, I also came across brown rice listed as an option, which I found really interesting because it would be such a great way to use leftover rice, which I love because I love anything that promotes 
using using food and not wasting food. So I thought the brown rice yeah. thing was really interesting. Wow, that kind of makes me think of the the rice pudding or also think of the old days of the Little Rascals show that was done in the 1930s where they'd have a bowl of mush. But I think mush was, I think, may have been a cold syrup. But I think of rice pudding. Um, would you just eat a bowl of rice when we talk about that? Because sometimes rice doesn't reheat. Like, how would we handle that? Oh, I know. I agree. It doesn't reheat very well. So I was reading the suggestions of how to, you know, prepare it as a hot cereal for the morning. Um, And so the suggestion to reheat it is by simmering it in milk. So it would soften the rice without over drying it and also add add protein. And if you used a nut milk or a milk alternative, I mean, you would be adding the nutrients in that milk as well, which would be really good. So you could add also to this your own spices. I would add cinnamon, speaking of rice pudding. Um, you could Close. probably add a couple drops of vanilla extra- extract to get that flavoring in. Um, I know it's pumpkin spice latte season, mm-hmm. so you could add pumpkin pie spice and maybe a drizzle of maple syrup. So that oh. I mean, sounds really delicious to me. Yeah, some cloves in there maybe too. Yeah, yeah. All that, all that nutmeg, cloves, all those warming spices you could add, I mean, really to any hot cereal, but Mm -hmm. I know delicious, right? So nice to eat on a cold morning. Mm. Yeah, I I will say, Julia, it took me a while to kind of get used to just adding things, sprinkling things. I'm not just talking about spice and um, like seasoning, but I'm talking about, you know, hard things that you would add to cereals or to salads. Like we've talked about salads and things in this way as well. Like making things less bland by adding just handfuls of other items mm. to make it more hearty, to make it more interesting. Uh, sometimes you're adding a lot of this like sweet and savory combination. Mm. Your favorite. I was trying not to Chocolate get there chips. on my Your own. Big, big time favorite. <laughs> But do it, the, do it the night you know, before because some of the problem is you're all sleepy in the morning. God knows what you'll yeah, pull in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't even know anymore. It's like chips and crackers and my oatmeal. But yeah, what yeah. what would you add slash, you know, where can people begin if you're kind of iffy about this stuff? Right. So, I mean, cream of wheat and cream of rice are bland, which can be great because they offer a great base for an exciting breakfast. Raisins are great to add. You um, Actually, raisins you could add to a bowl of quinoa or couscous with cinnamon, of course, and that would be really savory. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously a little bit sweet, but savory as well. Um, You could also mash half a banana and add that into your bowl of hot cereal with, you know, a tablespoon of nut butter that would give it lovely flavor as well as fiber from the banana. And then you're getting a bit of fresh fruit in there. I personally like adding yogurt and blueberries to my oatmeal and I have used Greek. It's so nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've used coconut based yogurt to keep it, you know, dairy free. And I've also used a Greek Mm. yogurt for added protein. I just switch it up. So it, I find it delicious. I don't fully mix mine in so everything's combined. I kind of leave it on top as a topping so that every bite has a little cold yogurt and a little hot cereal. I I kind of enjoy that, but that's something that I like to do. Um, And if you don't have yogurt or you're not a yogurt eater, you could add walnuts. Walnuts are great to add, excellent source of fat. 
So these options are giving you flavor, but they're also giving you some of our other macronutrients like fat and protein to help really create a satisfying, satiating breakfast. Um, You can also add, which we've talked about before in our smoothie segment, you could add ground flax and chia seed. So like lots of different options, any seed, any nut and fruit are always great. Yeah, I love the nut. And I've heard a lot of people doing it with chia seeds. My, my family used to do apple too. You know, you cut the, the, the skin uh, off it, like yeah. you cut it up and then cut the skin off and just put a little bit in there. See, you had to do it right or it just seemed weird because you'd get too big of a chunk if it was small enough. But it certainly helped, like you said, with the with the blueberries. So in your mind, do these all basically taste the same? No, they don't. They don't taste the same. And they also don't have the same texture when you eat them. So texturally, they'll be quite different. Even even oatmeal will have a different texture if you buy rolled oats versus steel cut, for example. So, you know, I mean, the best thing to do would be to try a couple. And again, if you don't want to, you know, if you're worried you might not like it and you want to avoid food waste and wasting money, get it from a bulk store, just get a little bit of each. Um, so some of them will have bland tastes and other ones will have more nutty tastes like millet, for example. Mm. So, you know, trial and error with this kind of thing. See what you like, see what, you know, if you want to be chewing something every morning versus just maybe mushing it with your tongue and taking it down, like, you know, you get a <laughs> rolled oats, get quite soft and mushy, but farro and millet would require chewing. Um, and then whenever mm. you add it into it. So texturally, they'll be, they'll be different. Yeah. So do you find that um, the biggest problem, either of you? Because some people, like, I find that, oatmeal porridge, whatever you want to call it, any of these warm cereals, hot cereals, texture really does seem to affect people's enjoyment of it. I used to find even with the milk, if I put it in, if it was a cold pocket in it, it just, it could be funny. It basically made me go, Ugh. Yeah, or they get too soupy. Sometimes, you know, if you're going to mm-hmm. simmer the brown rice in milk and you've added too much milk, it's going to get soupy. And then you're, I mean, I just feel like that might be awkward to eat just because that's something that- you know, that we, we don't normally do. So that might not taste that great. Um, I mean, texture could definitely be an issue. Millet is so tiny. Um, so right, it would feel yeah, like yeah. tiny, tiny little yeah. balls in your mouth. I kind of like it, but it is. You have to get used to these know, things. Not what everybody. It's like you, rice you pudding do. versus tapioca pudding versus That's quinoa right. pudding, right? Like yes. if you're not used to just kind of interchangeably using different grains and such, uh, and seeds, I guess, it, you you might be like, you know, really thrown off by this conversation in general. Like, okay, yeah, instead of yep. oatmeal, you could have A, B, C, and D. Well, that's the whole thing is like corn right. porridge. I love corn porridge, where but some people would totally be put off because of the texture of the corn even? in it, exactly. where they'd eat rice pudding yeah. or corn, something else. And you mentioned, you know, soupy t- uh, consistency being a problem, but I grew up having kanji, which is, you know, uh, a familiar thing in a lot right. of different East Asian and South Asian cultures, but that was our breakfast, right? Like, which is basically rice soup. Like, it's very brothy, very thick, cooked in coconut milk or any other, you know, milk alternative. It's savory instead of sweet, and that was a very normal porridge kind of option for us, um, which is not necessarily, like, a thing in North America. Mm. But if you get it on your tongue, if you tried it or something, hey, this is supposed to be sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's yeah, this is not savory. oatmeal. It's not so funny be. how that affects us. Julia? Excellent topic. Thank you. 
Thanks so much, guys. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.